Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just before we start the episode, here's a trailer for another podcast. If you like what you hear, go and check it out. The legend has it, in early 1900, a young lady was raped, murdered, and hung under the Hogback Bridge in Hermitage, Pennsylvania. To this day, if you drive up to the bridge after midnight, turn your car off, leave your keys on the bridge, after five minutes, your car will not start. A green light will come up from underneath the bridge towards your car, or worse yet, the ghost of the murdered girl is in the back seat of your car. This and many other stories can be found on Ghosts in the Valley podcast available on iTunes and all other downloaded sites. This is Al Cooley from Ghosts in the Valley. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Jill. And this is Crime Divers. Are you ready for a wee bonus episode today? I'm always ready for a bonus episode. <laughs> we mu- you must have too much time on your hands. Well, we are in lockdown, so I might as well make the most of it. Quite right. So, where in the world are we then? Well, today we are in Denmark. Ooh. Because we promised the listeners. We did. I didn't realise you'd actually yep. done it, so that's good. We promised the listeners that we would do a Denmark one, but to be honest, it was actually quite hard. Because I think Denmark's quite a... A good place. It's not, not that much crime. Not as much as like obviously other places. Yeah. So. To be fair, I don't know any crimes from Denmark. That I could think mm, of. Anyway. Well, there was one other one that was about a murder, but I think it was kind of still quite recent. So I was. Mm. I'm not entirely sure that it's kind of all wrapped up yet. So. Oh, okay. I just I wanted. I, so I decided to go way back. So we're in 1887. Oh wow, that is a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So are we gonna dive in? Yeah, now? we're gonna dive in. This episode is called The Angel Maker. The Angel Maker. Yeah, and it's about Dagmar, Joanne, Emily Overby. So basically just Dagmar Overby. Okay. That's her name. Oh, oh that's a girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that was like a boy's name. What Joanne Emily. No, but you said Dagmar. Yeah, Dagmar, Joanne, Emily. I know, but I was thinking maybe they were like different people. Like I thought you were just Oh, no, that's her full name. That's her full name. Yeah. Dagmar Joanne Amelie Overby. Okay. And she was born on the 23rd of April, 1887. Mm-hmm. She lived in a village called Ascend Up. Ascend Up. 
Oh, I should really put an apology in, eh? Well, because you're rubbish at Well, there actually, there wasn't that much hard words, but if I do I pronounce anything wrong, I apologise now. So, it's, so, anyway, this place, this village, is about 22 miles away from Copenhagen in Denmark. And we all know where, well, we should all know where Copenhagen is, or, yeah. or have heard of it. Yes. Is, there not, is the Little Mermaid not there? Yes, the statue. The statue of the Little Mermaid. That is correct. You do actually know something. Yes. Her parents, Soren and Anne-Marie, were farmers and they were poor. And because of this, Dagmar would concentrate more on stealing rather than doing her schoolwork. Mm-hmm. So when she was 12, Dagmar was caught stealing a neighbour's purse. And our parents were horrified because, you know, they were decent, hard-working people mm-hmm. who would no- never dream of stealing from anyone. So they sent her to work for a family in a, in a place called Funen. And she was made t- to cook, clean, wash the clothes, milk the cows and other farming ju- duties. Because mm-hmm. they lived on a farm. Fair enough. I realised that I hadn't said that. <laughs> Can I guess that? But yeah, okay. I don't know how long she worked there for, but after she started working on the farm, she worked in other like, people's homes as a servant. Right. But eventually she got caught stealing from an employer. So she was arrested and she was sent to prison. So she hadn't learned a lesson then. Obviously not. <laughs> so she went. So she went to prison. I don't know... How long for her? Because, you know, we're in 1887, 18, well, not 1887, because she was obviously older than that now. Yes. But there's not that much information. No. So when she was released, she went back home to Asendrup and she found a job as a waitress. She met a man and they started a relationship. Eventually they moved in together and Dagmar gave birth to a baby boy. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, their son died. Oh. Uh, I don't know how old he was, but he, he was still a baby. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said that the child had blue lips and all signs pointed to choking, but the coroner's report state, stated pneumonia right. as the cause of death. All right. So people who knew Dagmar were very suspicious about how the baby died. Okay. <clears throat> there were lots of rumours about what actually happened, meaning they thought that Dagmar could have been responsible for the baby's death. Uh-huh. So Dagmar, she decided to leave town. And she split up with her boyfriend and she, she left by herself. Mm-hmm. So in 1912, she met and fell in love with a man called Jens Sorensen. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> well, it says Jens, but I think it's, it could be Jens. Jens. Jens, Jens. Jens. Yeah, I'd probably say Jens. Jens, okay, we'll call him Jens. Sorry, Jens, if it, well, he's probably not alive. I say he's probably not alive. Probably right not now. Alive, alive now. Any but yens or gens out yeah, there. Yeah, I do apologise because you know I don't know how to speak Danish. I was going to say Dutch there. <laughs> that would be the wrong country. <laughs> yeah, wrong one. Right. So his name was Jens Sorensen. 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 That'll do. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. I only know that because of uh, <laughs> probably from football oh, because. Yeah. Most of the surnames of like Danish players tend to be Sorensen. Really? Well, there's quite a few. There's a few. So, so it's Sorensen. Yes. Right. So he didn't know it, but she was actually pregnant with another man's child. Oh, right. When she met him. So when he found out, she promised to give the baby... The baby? Oh, my goodness. The baby mm-hmm. up for adoption to save him from any further embarrassment. Because obviously it was already embarrassed that she was pregnant with somebody else's child. Because oh, back then that wouldn't have been yeah. accepted and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So she said that she'd give the baby up. Wow, that's... Uh... That's a lot to do for a man. Yeah, I would say so. Because obviously she wouldn't have known him for that long. Because if no. you think about it, you're, only, you're you know, you have your nine months. I don't know how far along she was mm-hmm. um, when she first met him. But you're only pregnant 
for a certain amount of time. So oh, exactly. she obviously didn't know him that long. It's... And she was giving up her baby for him. No, I'm sorry, but... No. I, I mean, I know back in that those days, things were probably a lot different and things like not being married and having kids out of wedlock was probably frowned upon then, wasn't it? Yeah, but still, I wouldn't give my baby up for a man. No. 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 <laughs> Just no. No. I don't know what I would do, but I, <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> Um, so, you've made me lose my place. Saz. Oh, right, so she gave birth to a little girl, and she gave her up straight away. A shame. Although, maybe it wasn't a shame. <laughs> maybe it was the best thing. In yeah, the, well. <laughs> maybe the way this story's probably going to go, it probably was the best thing. So Dagmar then became pregnant again. With the man's baby this about time? About a year later with Yen's baby, but he told her to have an abortion. Okay. Obviously, abortions were illegal. Uh-huh. Um... So she refused and she went ahead with the pregnancy. Right. But once the baby was born, she abandoned him in a haystack. Lovely. Yeah, and there was no mention as to what happened to the baby, so I don't know what happened to him. I don't know. Oh, right. If he was... I don't... Well, I'm assuming he was born alive. You know, uh-huh. it doesn't say, because why else would... You wouldn't abandon... Yeah. So, I don't know if... It, well, I'm assuming he would, would be found and maybe an adopted out, I hope. Hopefully he grew up to be fine. Hope so. So after that, Jens told Dagmar that he would never marry her. <laughs> so she's abandoned her baby. And he's, he would and marry her and he, she still wants to be with him? Well, uh, she attempted suicide because of that. Oh, right. She didn't succeed and she managed to get herself back on track. Mm-hmm. How can you get yourself back on track after that, man? That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. I mean, I'm saying that's, that's bad because, to be fair, people can... Well, yeah, of course, yeah, people do get themselves yeah, back on they track. Do. They do, of course. Everybody goes through rough stuff and mm-hmm. you know That's people true. do get themselves back on track so once she was once she was back on track and she, she wasn't feeling suicidal any suicidal anymore dagmar managed to get her daughter back the one that she'd um gave away gave away before she met yens or when she, when met she yens. Met, yeah with the other man's baby yes, yes. so she was three now and right. her name was er- irina mm-hmm. so dagmar and irina moved to copenhagen for a fresh start right so Dagmar opened up her own sweet shop and she met a man and her and Irina moved in with him. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, the shop didn't make enough money and she ended up having to close it down. Right. So she found a job as a childminder and one day she was reading the newspaper and she found an article about women who got paid 500 krona to adopt a baby. And that would be around the same amount as what she would earn in a year at her job as a oh, childminder. Right, okay. so, so it's quite a lot of money. Because obviously, I don't know what 500 krona is, but that... yeah. It was a, a, a year's year salary, basically. Right, okay. So that article gave her the idea to set up an unofficial adoption agency. Right. Mm-hmm. So her plan was, to, obviously, to take babies born out of wedlock and uh-huh. find them a family and, you know, obviously make a profit out of it. Right, okay. So she started to look in the newspapers for mothers advertising babies for adoption because that's what they did back then. I know, that just seems so crazy to think that that actually happened. But, again, back then, yeah. obviously, things were a lot different. So It's like... Us, these days putting up the baby on eBay or something. I don't really, know, isn't yeah. it? I mean, that would be the equivalent, wouldn't yeah. it? eBay or Gumtree yeah. or... You know, all these all these sites now. I mean, like, to put your baby in a oh, God. newspaper to get... I think you'd actually be arrested for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like you're selling your baby. You're just... You're looking for them to be adopted. But mm. obviously, these days, we've got everyone in place to go to, like, an adoption agency. Yeah, like, like proper, proper, yeah. proper channels of... Uh, but if we didn't have those proper channels, then that's pretty much what it would be like, just putting the baby on eBay. Yeah. 
Amazon, Amazon baby. <laughs> I always, I always say, used to say to the kids when they were younger, if you ever get pregnant, just stick the kid on eBay. <laughs> and obviously, totally joking. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but they never got pregnant, so it's no, fine. No, not yet, anyway. <laughs> not yet. They're still young. So she came across an advert placed by a 26-year-old woman called Yasmin Jensen. And she had given birth to a baby boy out of wedlock and wanted him adopted. So Dagmar co- contacted her and on the 15th of April 1916, Rasmin handed over three-week-old Harry along with 12 krona. So the agreement was that Rasmin was to, p- to pay Dagmar 12 krona every month until baby Harry was adopted. Right, okay. So that was her fee for looking after him. Yeah, until she got Until adopted. he was, yeah, until she managed to find him a family. Uh-huh. So after taking the baby into her care, Dagmar put him in his pram and took him for a walk. Mm-hmm. But then, trigger warning... She strangled him. I should have put a trigger warning at the start of this episode, shouldn't I? Mm. This, in, this episode involves the death of babies. Sorry, should have said. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. That trigger warning. So, yeah, she strangled him and she dumped his body in a public toilet at, at a local cemetery. So the baby's body was left there for three days until the cleaners found him. The day that the baby was found, Dagmar had written a letter to the mother. Yeah, um, Rasmin, sorry, uh, to tell her that he was doing well and that she was hoping to find, find him a family soon, so obviously she would still be paying. So basically, she was money. pretending that she still had him and so she was still paying. Yeah. So this is basically how the story goes. Like Why she's... couldn't she have just genuinely got him adopted and then. Well, that was obviously too much hard work for her. She must have seen this as easy money, which is absolutely horrendous. That is horrendous. I mean, oh, I don't know, I just. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know how somebody could do that. But two weeks later, Dagmar took another child that was to be adopted and she murdered the poor baby and dumped the body under a bridge. So with, with, with terminations being illegal mm-hmm. and often performed at backstreet clinics, they were obviously really dangerous. So that, this is why a lot, of people, like a lot of women preferred to go down the adoption route. Yeah. So these women, for various reasons, they wanted their children to have a better life. Than what they could give them. Unknowingly, they were sending them to their bed. Yeah, but Dagmar was murdering them in cold blood. That so, sounds like that other case. Did we do that other case that we did? Yeah, we haven't done it yet, though. Oh. <laughs> what we talked about doing then? You mean the, the first one that I did? Yeah, was that the one? Guess again? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we never did that one, did we? No. But we talked about it. I did it. I typed it up. Oh. We just didn't do it. But this sounds similar. <laughs> yeah, this is basically what she she did as well, but not to this extent. Mm. I mean, because Jessie King, I think there was only like three three children, I think. Mm. Can't remember. Anyway, that's, we're not doing Jessie King, we're doing Dagmar Overby. Yes. <laughs> so to, to Dagmar, this was easy money. Mm-hmm. But she did begin to worry about the baby's bodies being traced back to her. So she decided that she would start putting the babies in her mason, masonry heater and cremated them. And I was like, I don't know what a masonry heater is. No. So I did Google it, and from the pictures that I saw, it just looks like a fire. Like, it's, but it's in stone. Right, like a stone fire. Yeah, but it's like a real fire. Right, okay. Um, But they refer to it as a stove as well, so I'm not sure if you can maybe have the fire underneath and you can maybe cook on it. I, I really don't know. Multi-purpose. But yeah, it was a fire, basically, so she was cremating them. Oh, my God. So in July 1920, there was a young mother called Caroline... Ageson, and she placed an, an advert in the paper. She was looking for a family to adopt her newborn illegitimate daughter. 
Dagmar saw the ad and got in touch with Caroline. They arranged for Dagmar to take the baby, whose name was Sarah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And Caroline told Dagmar that she wasn't sure that she was doing the right thing. Right. But Dagmar reassured her and, you know, told her that she'd find Sarah a good love and family to her doctor. Mm-hmm. So Caroline agreed and said, yeah, you know, Dagmar was right. It was the, it was the best option for, for, for the baby. Mm-hmm. So she paid Dagmar 200 krona and left the baby with her. But the next day, Caroline changed her mind. You know, she wanted Sarah back. Right. So she went to Dagmar's apartment and asked for her daughter back. Mm -hmm. But Dagmar, she said she couldn't remember the address of the family that had adopted her. Well, so she's saying that literally with less than a day, she had taken him, taken her, sorry, adopted her. And couldn't remember the address. And couldn't remember the address. But my issue with that was, I was like, but if she knew that that, that Caroline had doubts, why kill the baby straight away? Mm-hmm. Like, surely she would have thought, mm, you know, maybe I should wait with this one and see if she comes back and changes her mind. But she was probably clearly in the throes of it. And and to say that she couldn't remember the address, and I thought, mm, how could you not? It was the day yeah, before. That would ring alarm bells, definitely. Well, obviously, it did with Caroline, so she reported it to the police. Right. Um, so the police went to Dagmar's apartment and searched it. They found baby Sarah's clothes first, and later they found the remains of her bones and skull in oh. the ashes of the stove. Oh, so it's literally like she took it off her hands and literally, and literally just killed her straight away. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, which is absolutely horrendous. Mm-hmm. Like for all of them, like for <clears throat> for all of the ones that she did, because um, there was obviously a lot more. Yeah. Um, but as I said, like surely if, the, I mean, obviously I can't think in the minds of a killer, mm-hmm. but surely if, as I said, if Caroline had had doubts about it and was like well I don't know if I'm doing the right thing there's a good chance that she was going to change her mind yeah and that's the, that was her downfall because that, that's what led to her getting caught yeah, she was too quick just to do she was always, I think she was obviously just getting too greedy and yeah. it was like probably yeah you know too much effort to look after a child for any more than a few yeah. hours so get it kill yeah, it yeah that's awful that is, that's, that's shocking it is that's... so obviously Dagmar was arrested mm-hmm. and she confessed to killing um 16 babies um, so the police, but the police, like, ah, so she, sorry, I've just totally got myself. That, I'll start that again. <laughs> Dagmar was arrested and she confessed to killing 16 babies. Right. The police only found the remains of nine babies, so she was charged with nine, nine counts of murder. Mm-hmm. But it is believed that Dagmar actually killed 29 babies. Wow. And one of them was her own child, so the little one that died. Oh, the first one? Yeah, the little boy, the, mm-hmm. the yeah, so... Apparently she did kill her. I wonder her. why then she kept her daughter. Like, 
Well, yeah, I mean, why why did she keep her daughter? And well, also, well, well, I don't know if she gave it up first, but then why was she desperate to get her back? And why did, well, yeah, I mean, I thought that. I thought, well, she's killed one baby of hers. Mm-hmm. She's went back for the, for the daughter that she had adopted, but then she had the little boy that she abandoned. Surely she could have maybe traced... Yeah. Or well, maybe she did. Maybe she did look for him and she couldn't find or him. Maybe or, he did die. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know the cir- As I said, I don't know the circumstances with him. So, mm-hmm. um, but I wish I, I would have liked to know why she killed the first baby though, because that was her baby. I, yeah. Like we can see why we don't understand why, but we can see why she was killing the other babies because she yeah. was it was for money. She yeah. was making a profit. Mm-hmm. But for her own baby, mm-hmm. I have no idea why she did that. Yeah. Thing is, as I mean. Again, we can't go in the mind of a killer, but it seems like strange why she couldn't, if she wanted to do the adoption thing, like do it properly, like actual find homes for these kids, because they may well have been a lot. You know, at that time there was probably families that maybe, because it was also a popular thing, and people were constantly putting adverts and papers and stuff, and people were clearly adopting. And then, so, well, yeah, I mean, like even now, or, or even there's a big. Could she not have been like a? You know, like the, the middle middleman, as you call it, like sort of. So somebody puts an ad in the paper, and she goes, "Right, well, I'll find a family for you." But that person has to keep a hold of the baby until she finds a family. So she wouldn't have had to look after them at all. Well, I mean, yeah, there was other ways of doing it. Yeah, but it didn't involve. Yeah, the kids. and like and she I, could have still made the money. I wouldn't have thought it would have been that hard because, I mean, look at us today. There's millions of, you know, women that and families that you know they they can't have babies, so. Mm-hmm. They'd be quite happy That's what I mean. to adopt it was, a, a It's all about not wanting to look after the child. She didn't, surely she didn't have to. She could have just been in contact with the family saying, I'll find you a family. As soon as I find one, I'll let you know. And then you can pass the child over. Obviously she had a sick mind. Well, she must have. Because I can't think of any other reason why she would have done that. That's... Uh, but... <laughs> I just don't understand, like, why, why would that thought even come into your head? If I was reading a paper, and it was like, oh, you can get whatever it was was it 500 kronas uh-huh. um for adopting a baby oh i could set up a, an adopt you know an adoption agency to make myself some money mm-hmm. that and that's as far as i would go i'd be like that you know i wouldn't be thinking about what i was going to do with the child because well, no, it will be obvious what i was going to do with the child i was going to t- it's an adoption agency yeah so you're going to get get them adopted for the, <laughs> for, the for the person that's yeah looking. you would be yeah. helping fact you'd be helping two families you know obviously the birth mother Mm-hmm. And the new family, you're helping them. You're helping the baby go to a better life, and you're and making a bit of money. And that's why I'm saying she doesn't even need to have the child in her no. care to do that. Surely, no. So, so she's obviously stupid, sick and twisted. <laughs> well, I'm more than stupid. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say I've tried to be nice about it, but I don't know why I'm trying no, to be nice about it. No, don't try to be nice because she was obviously an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So she went. Dagmar went on trial in March 1921, and she admitted killing the babies. At the trial, more revelations came to light when the investigators' evidence included photos that had been found in Dagmar's apartment of 20 naked children that she had murdered. Why would she take photos of them? I don't know. And why were they naked? Well, yeah. I have no idea. She was definitely sick and twisted. Yeah. So she was found guilty and sentenced, sentenced to death. She was, she was the first woman to be given the death penalty, <clears throat> to be given the death penalty since 1861, but... The King of Denmark at the time changed the death penalty to life imprisonment because he said that a modern, enlightened Denmark, such as his, mm-hmm. did not convict its women to death. Right. Well, I'm sorry, like, what's... Mm, <laughs> like, 
Why would you not convict a woman to death? So it's alright to convict a man to death, but not a woman. Yeah. So sorry, this woman... She lost her yeah. rights to anything. I mean, she was a monster. She committed those horrific crimes, so... I mean, I'm not saying she... I always agree with the death penalty, but no. if you're going to give the death penalty, why is, the king, crime? why is the king taking it away? Like, it, it should the death penalty, be, as you said, it should be based on the crime, not on the person's gender. Yeah. Because I'm sure if that was a man, because that's what, what it sounds like to me, if that had been a man that killed all these ba- those babies, he, he would have got put it. to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just because she is a woman doesn't make her any better. Well, no, she was horrible, vile, and yeah. sick, twisted, as we've said. She clearly deserved it. So I don't agree with the king of Denmark. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. King. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. King, even though he's probably... Yeah, he'll be dead as well. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so in 1923, the Danish government passed a law relating to children born out of wedlock right. so it meant that public homes had to be established for the children so obviously would, would like when they go to like a care home or something yeah like yeah. A, i was gonna say an orphanage but yeah like a, like right. a care home yeah um to stop young mothers from handing their children over to people like that like dagmar mm-hmm. so that was good so in one way like at least there was a law passed, oh yeah i suppose know. that came out of it but yeah still. but dagmar died on the 6th of may 1929 at the age of 42 Oh, so she still actually was quite young. So, yeah, and I mean, she only got put in jail. So she was only in jail for like eight years before she died because she, she, she went on trial in 1921. Right. And then died in 1929. So, so she didn't really get much of a punishment. No, she didn't get much of a punishment and she died at the age of 42, which, yeah, so it is young, but like, well, I don't know. I don't know what she died of, so. Yeah, I, I back know. in those days, life expectancy yeah, oh, yeah. wasn't as, as high as it is now, is it? There yeah. Was some kind of diseases and stuff that weren't as well treated as they are these days so so there there's your denmark case your danish case and i don't think we'll be going back to denmark because as i said there doesn't seem to be much crime unless anybody knows of any denmark cases. yeah or maybe i just had to dig a bit deeper but mm-hmm. you know that was that was the one that kind of keep kept the one the other one that i mentioned earlier and this one mm-hmm. were the two i'm sure there's obviously been more but yeah. they were the two ones that sort of kept coming up so mm-hmm. that's why I did this one. There you go. Thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so thank you for listening, everybody. If you would like to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter and Instagram. At crime underscore divers underscore pod. We have a Facebook page. Crime Divers Podcast. You can email us at crime underscore divers underscore pod at outlook.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Which is Crime Divers podcast Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) um and if you would like to financially support the show we have patreon so it's patreon.com slash crown divers and we do two bonus episodes a month and you know you can get early access and whatnot so the tiers start out from as little as one pound a month so if you'd like to go and check that out that'd be great but any support is what's the word Appreciated. Appreciated. Couldn't think of the word there. Yes. And also, if you could... If you could rate, review, subscribe. That's it. I could not think what I was going to say. Like something. Rate, review, subscribe. Yes, that would be brilliant. So, thanks very much. Thanks and for listening. We'll soon. Bye. Bye.